Stand with me this morning if you have your Bibles and look with me over in the book of Matthew in chapter 19. Now I want to tell you this before I get into it. I've read and studied this week, read and studied last night, yesterday and last night. I read and I studied. Did you ever try to do something and you just blank? That's the way I was all day yesterday. I know they say the older you get, the worse it get, but God, I dread it if it gets any worse for Tracy than it is right now. But I was just blank. I went to bed last night about 10 o'clock and still didn't know what God wanted me to preach. Oh, I could have got it read some scripture and I got up and done it on my own but it wouldn't amount to nothing so I went to bed about 10 and 10 minutes after 12 I was back up hadn't been asleep tossed and turned tossed and turned was I sick no I wasn't sick old arthritis was sort of showing up but well got me a drink and went back to bed laid there and Twist it and turn. Could not sleep. I got up, went through the kitchen, looked at the clock, it's ten minutes after one. Wide awake. Got me a drink, went in, sat down and turned the lamp on. Richard got the word of God. I began to read. And God finally He was there all the time. I was. But finally I got to a scripture. 10 minutes till 30 this morning. He said, now go to bed and go to sleep. <laughs> I went to bed, went to sleep, and I didn't get up to about 7 o'clock this morning. I had about 4 hours or so sleep. But God gave me this this morning. He gave me, I've preached from it, I know before, most preachers has. But it talks about the young, the rich young ruler. And it says, and behold, one came and said unto him, Notice, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life or have eternal life, keep the commandment. John, you ask a blessing on the Lord. Yes, we do, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, this was a conversation, and what had happened, look with me in verse 13 there, if you, if you get back up there, Lynn, verse 13. Jesus had been teaching, and he said in verse 13, he said, Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them 
and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Now, I've done a lot of studying on that, but I'm not going to get into all of that. It'd take too long. But when he said this, and in studying, I learned that Jesus was not just talking about the little children. But what Jesus was saying, and I've heard, I heard a preacher say one time, or I was told that somebody heard a preacher say, that if a baby died, they couldn't go to heaven. Said, I don't want to listen to that preacher no more. And in studying, the Bible says, the Bible says that when a child dies, that they're automatically in the arms of Jesus. Amen. I've got a little sister died when she was about 18 months old. And I have no doubt no doubt that she is in the arms of Jesus. How many in here has lost a child or a little sister? How many have one to die? Well, let me say that several of you have. And let me say this. You don't have to worry about it. The only thing you got to worry about, and I told Timmy this, his my granddaughter lost a baby. And Timmy said, his daughter asked her, said, Daddy, he said, do you think Uncle Lewis will help take care of my baby? Timmy said, I told her, yes. Jesus would take care of it. And Timmy said, went ahead and he said and I hope I hope to see her one day and I told him and he just didn't say nothing there. I said you can Timmy you can see your loved one again you'll see this baby again you don't have to hope to see her you can be assured you could see her if you get right with God and stay right with God. Amen? But people just don't understand. And, and when you read and you hear people say when they come to the age of accountability, a lot of people will put an age limit on it, 10, 11, 12. And I'll have to say some of them does acknowledge Jesus Christ. You know, I believe it. He said suffer the little children to come and live. And I believe some of them at 8, 9, 10 years old. They've been taught, taught to church, got Christian power. And they know right from wrong. Amen. And so, but they're still in the hands of Jesus. But when you start putting an age of accountability on it, then that's where Jesus said we're wrong. Because there are people in their teens, 20s, whatever else, they still just got the mind of a little four or five-year-old kid. So they are not going to be held accountable. They're going to be in heaven too. Amen. But Jesus, and then after this 
young, he, he was rich, this rich young ruler, after Jesus, he heard Jesus, the Bible said he followed him, and he said, Behold, one came and said unto him, meaning Jesus, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Let me go on and read just a little more. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt, or if you're asking me, how can I get to heaven? I'm paraphrasing here. He said, keep the commandments. And notice what this young ruler said. He said unto him, which? Which one of them do I keep? You know what the Bible says about that? If you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. Amen. And he said, which? And Jesus said, thou shalt not, not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now this was six of the Ten Commandments that Jesus told him here. Is everybody, anybody in here kept all of the Ten Commandments? This man, notice what Jesus said. He asked Jesus, he said, What shall I do that I may have eternal life? What good thing can I do? Can I go give money to the poor? Can I go visit the sick? Can you go visit the nursing home? Can you visit the sick? Can you feed the hunger? Doing all of these good things, he wanted to know what good thing he could do. Now just hold on, because we're going somewhere this morning. But if we do all of them things, will that get us to heaven? See, this man wanted to do a good deed to somebody, but he didn't understand just doing good deeds is not going to get you to heaven this morning. And then he went on and, 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 and down there, and Jesus, in verse 20, And the young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what like I yet? Do you get that? Do you ever ask Jesus, Lord, what do I still like in my life having eternal life? Some people say, I want a little sin will keep you out of heaven. I don't want to change it, do you? The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But this man here, this young ruler, the Bible said he just wasn't young, but the Bible said he was rich. He was rich. Now over in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 33, you got me there, Lee? Jesus was talking here. This was Jesus talking. In 6.33, Jesus said this. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And He said, Then, Charlie, He said, I'll add everything else to you. I, I'll add everything to you that you need if you will put me first in my life. 
Did it sound like that this young ruler, rich ruler, was putting Jesus first in his life? Are you putting Jesus first in your life? If you've not got Jesus first in your life, then you don't know Jesus Christ. I've always said, and I still say it, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, then you don't have a relationship at all. Brother Ralph, that's pretty stout stuff. I'm serving a pretty stout God. And I don't want you to think just because I'm a pastor, just because I'm up here preaching this, I don't want you to think I'm perfect because I'm a long way from being perfect. Amen? A long way from being perfect. So don't think that because the Word of God hits me. And it made me stop and think this morning about just before I went to bed at 10 minutes to 3, it made me take a check on myself and ask myself, Lord, am I putting you first? A lot of times, if we're not careful, we'll put everything else first and put Jesus last. Do you think Jesus is proud of you for doing that? Absolutely not. Jesus said, if you don't put me first in your life, then you're not going to have me last. Now, me and my wife has got a personal relationship. Me and a lot of others has got personal relationship. Somebody that I can confide in, and they can confide in me. I hope every one of you can do that, because I'm here to help you out. I'm here to help us all get to heaven. Hey, man. But you've got to have Jesus first in your life. And so this young man told him, he said, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what like I yet in other words, I've kept all these, what good thing can I still do to get to heaven? I believe if Jesus had told him, he said, Well, there's a family down the road there. Go down there and they're hungry. Go down there and buy food and take to them. He had went down there and done that. He went down there and done that. We can't get to heaven on our works this morning. On our works alone, let me put it that. Paul said over in the book of, uh, the book of Galatians, Paul said this. He said, you show me your faith without works. And he said, I will show you my faith, how? With my work. Now, which one do you think works the best? Faith without work or faith with work? See, them two go together. These two go together. But this young man, listen to what Jesus said. Now, they had been asking questions to one another. And listen to what Jesus said in verse 21. And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, or means saved, Go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have riches in heaven, and come and follow me. Now somebody say, he was acting that man, this man was rich, and he was acting to sell all that he had? No, no, if you study that, that wasn't what he was saying. He was getting, trying to get that man to understand there was nothing wrong with his riches, but his riches was not going to get him to heaven. There's a lot of people out there today, 
And I've heard people after people saying it makes me sick. Boy, if I could just win the lottery, I'd do everything. I'd pay your church off. You could quit pastoring. We could fish a lot more. I could do this. I could do that. Knowing they're lying to me. Knowing they're lying to me. I don't want no part of that to start with. I don't want no part of that money, that filthy looper they call it. But this man would have done that if Jesus would have asked him to do it. And it would have been a good deed. But Jesus said this, not tempting him, but Jesus knew that this showed that he did not keep not one of the first commandments. If you break one, you break them all. Amen? Jesus knew and understand that he wasn't about to put him first in his life. What was standing in that man's way? What did he like? What did he like? He liked believing in Jesus Christ. He liked believing in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added into you. How do we trust Jesus? I've seen the lady down there. Well, it was Danny, uh, Danny Gooden's wife. Is that who it was? Danny Gooden's wife run up on her, and I'm all the time cutting up with her when we see one another, and she is me. We seen her in the Dollar Tree store. I go to them cheap places, by the way. Watch my wife see she don't spend over five dollars. <laughs> but anyway, we start down the aisle, and here she come. And she come over where that and she said, "Brother Ralph, how are you and Darlene doing?" I said, "We are doing good." I said, "How are you doing?" She said, "I'm blessed." She said, I got up this morning on my own. I said, we're all blessed. How many of you feel like you're blessed this morning? You are blessed this morning. And I told her, I said, if we got out of bed, dressed ourselves, fed ourselves, and went about our business that day, Feeling good or feeling bad if you just got up. If you are feeling bad, you're still blessed, amen. I don't know be blessed feeling bad is not be blessed and be dead. But I told her, I said, you know, we're all blessed. I said, America is blessed. Amen. Y'all help me here a little bit. I told you I didn't have much sleep. I said, you're blessed. Is anybody in here don't feel blessed? Is anybody in here don't feel blessed this morning? Let me ask you this question. I'm like Jesus. This man, I'm asking questions this morning. Have you got Jesus first in your life? Have you put him first in your life? Are you like this young, rich ruler is? Is there something there that you are putting before Jesus Christ. Is there somebody there you're putting before Jesus Christ? Anything you put first in, uh, instead of Jesus Christ, that is a sin. That is a sin. Jesus said, you've got to put me first in your life. A lot of people, I told her, I said, you know, we 
are so blessed. But I said, I wonder how many of us even thinks about it. How many of us, I'm talking to this church this morning, if you're watching on Facebook, this is you too. How many of us takes our blessings for granted? A lot of hands went up, but a lot of them didn't. I think we all take our blessings for granted. Amen. Look what I done. Boy, I'm blessed. Look what I done. Boy, I beat somebody out of a good deal. Look what I done. I'm blessed. If you won the lottery, you'd say, Boy, I'm really blessed. I won the lottery. Material things is not counted as blessings. Material things, if we're not careful, will stand before us in Jesus Christ. What did that one man like? What was it there in verse 20? The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What like I yet? Lord, what do I like? What did he like? He liked a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He liked putting Jesus first in his life. He didn't even still know who Jesus Christ was. He called him a teacher. He was more than just a teacher. Hey, man, he was a son of the living God. He is your life and my life. And without him and without you having him in your life, you will never make it to heaven this morning. I know the devil is throwing everything out here at our young people today. I forget how many thousands died last year on this fentanyl. They're lacing that stuff with everything. Young people, I'm concerned about you. I am. You say, well, you don't belong to me. If you come to this church, and if you don't come to this church, I'm still concerned about you. Because them people has come to kill you. The devil is sending them over here, and they're coming to kill, steal, and to destroy. That's what Jesus said the devil would do, and he's doing it. Dean asked a question this morning. Absolutely, I have never in my 77 years, I have never seen America as far from God as they are right now today. And it's just not the world. There's a lot of churches out there that just as far away from God as the world is. You say, well, how can that be? I go to church. What are you learning in the church you're going to? Are you hearing sin preached? Are you hearing the Word of God taught and preached? Thank God for this church here. I will brag on head a little bit. I'll brag on it a whole lot that we've got teachers and we've got preachers uh, that teaches our children the Word of God. Now, they may not obey it, uh, but I'm going to tell you something. As long as you bring them, as long as they hear the Word of God, as long as we teach them and preach them the Word of God, uh, you're going to get it instilled in your heart. And the Bible says that we get, oh, we may depart from them, but the Word of God will never depart from us. Amen. I know as a young man growing up and a teenager, Tracy, it's been a long time ago, but I know what I was taught in Sunday school class and what I heard preaching. 
I knew that one day when I got old enough, I, I mean, me and my wife was Christians, or I was maybe, I was going to say halfway. No, there ain't no halfway in this thing. You're either in or you're out. Maybe I was one of these pretenders that I preach on sometimes, going to church and pretending I'm a Christian. I didn't know that was going this way, but it's a going, and I'm following. But if we're not careful, we will let things stand between us and Jesus Christ. We take Jesus for granted. There's a lot of people professing to be Christians. You say, are you judging? No, I'm not judging. You're known by the fruit that you bear. And they don't want, they don't want a lot of people they don't, I wonder sometimes if we only knew how many in our churches, the only time that they really talk to Jesus and the only time that they uh, uh, really call upon Him is when we get in trouble. Ralph, that's not very nice. But is it true or not? We take Him for granted. How many of us this morning don't show your hands? Because I don't want you lying in that order. But how many of you, when you woke up this morning, got up, how many of you, the first thing you done, you stopped and took time and said, Jesus, thank you for giving me a night's sleep. Jesus, thank you for opening my eyes this morning. Jesus, thank you for opening my ears this morning. Jesus, thank you for helping me get dressed myself and nobody else had to do it. Jesus, thank you that I'm not in the nursing home. Jesus, thank you for my wife that I smell cooking breakfast in there. How many of us takes time to give God thanks for the blessings that we're blessed with this morning? Sometimes we're living in such a busy world, Brother Jerry. We just run off and leave God. Amen? Sometimes God is telling us to do one thing, and we ignore it because we don't want to do what Jesus wants to do. We want to do what we want to do. Amen? We want to do what we want to do. We want to go where we want to go. What do you like this morning of being where Jesus wants you to be? What is standing between you and Jesus this morning? This young rich ruler, oh, he was willing to do good deeds, but notice in verse 22, and when Jesus told him, he said, sell all that you had. He wasn't saying you've got to sell everything in order to serve me. He wasn't saying, he was just testing this man to see and what he was doing, he was testing him to see if he was going to put his wealth in front of him. Do you think he did? Yeah. Listen to what he said. He said, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. How many of us this morning, how many of us this morning,
that puts other things before Jesus. Dean was talking about the ball game. I'm a Kentucky fan too. But I'm just like a lot of Christians. I don't know what they're going to do next. Is it true? But I wonder, I wonder how many, and I don't want you raising your hands again, I mean this morning on this, I wonder how many laid out of churches across the land Wednesday night when Kentucky played ball. Oh, God, God, everything got quiet here. Well, it didn't come on till 8 o'clock. We done come had a good service. Hey, man. Our young people was here. Good crowd. I didn't know there's many, many here, Brother Dean. The way they scattered out till they came up. Thank God I, I, I got so blessed when I seen that. Young people don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted that you're going to get to heaven on your mama and daddy's shirt tail. Don't get, don't, don't get it for granted. I say this to my brothers and sisters here this morning in the flesh. I say this to my wife. And I've told my children, just because I'm the pastor of that church, I'm not going to get you to heaven. A lot of people say, I've had people tell me, Rev, I want you to save me. And I just tell them, I can't save nobody. Amen. I didn't die for you. I can't save you. But always don't just let it drop off there, Tracy. I'll say, but I know the one that can. And I invite him to Jesus Christ. Amen, what I'm saying is sometimes we just get caught up in this fast-moving world. And we leave Jesus sitting behind. Till we need him. That's not been very pleasing. What did Jesus say over in Genesis over there? Jesus said this, and some of you ain't going to like this, but I can't help it. It's coming from the Lord. Don't come crying to me. Just cry to Jesus about it. Not that it'll do you any good. But Jesus said, how many days did it take him to make the world and everything in it? Took him six days, right? The seventh day he stopped and he looked at all his creation. He had made man, he had made uh, dry land, he had hung the stars, he had hung the moon. He had done everything, everything in this world. He made everything. And what did he do on the seventh day? The Bible said he looked at his creation and he was pleased with it. <coughs> he had worked, I guess, six days a night. What did he do the seventh day? He said, I have, I've done well. I've made everything that needs to be made. But this is the seventh day. Now I'm going to sanctify him. Does anybody know what sanctification is? Sanctified means set apart. So he said that seventh day, 
He set the seventh day apart from the sixth day to rest and to worship him. I'm not saying it's got to be Sunday or Monday. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we need to take at least one day to worship Jesus Christ in. And Sunday would be a good day. To me, unless sickness or something, I've set, I've set the Sabbath, as we know it, Sunday aside. 